Hi guys, welcome to the Safe Space with Shannon. I'm your host with the most. Um, I couldn't find anything that rhymed with most, so yeah, I'm the host with the most. And the virtual couch is so hot today. We are so excited, so pumped up. Um, June today, right now, we got four of the city's best dads. And we're going to be talking to them and hearing their heart. June is a, a very special month for me. Um, it's the month that is Father's Day. And it's also my dad's heavenly birthday month. So I love the month of June. Um, it's a bittersweet month. However, I love it because I'm now taking the time out to honor dads, fathers, the men that hold up the community, the men that uphold the home. Um, and that is what today is about. Today is about hearing the heart of fathers. And like I said, we got the city's best speaking on this topic. So <laughs> the virtual couch welcomes Chris. How you doing, Chris? Chris. Who Jesus? Leonard, you ready? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's great, great, great. Eli? Yo, I'm here. That's good. Eli got a double blessing over there. He gonna tell y'all about that later. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and I got somebody very special. My Uncle Jarvis. Uncle Jarvis, how you doing? I am good, baby. I'm good. That is good. And we have Chris as well he's gonna be joining us a little later on the virtual couch so y'all watch out for chris um i absolutely chris we we got you back you got me how you doing i'm doing well how are you i'm good i'm good thank you gentlemen for coming on and agreeing to share your heart um, with the virtual couch so we're gonna start off with the questions because we're not waiting okay so first things first, Chris, we're gonna start with you. Um, how long have you been a dad? Uh I've been a dad for um almost fifteen years now. Fifteen years. Fifteen years. My goodness. My one and only son. <laughs> That's beautiful. Leonard? I've been a dad for thirteen years now. Thirteen? <laughs> thirteen. Eli? I've uh, been a dad for going on six years now. Oh, Eli, we're going to come to you. We're coming back to you. You know why. <laughs> you know right. why. Yep. Okay. And how long have you been a dad? I've been a dad for 34 years. Wow. Three, four. Three, four. Not My four, four. Today. <laughs> That's so awesome. So That's we got a good... Time. Oh. I don't. <laughs> and we got a good um mix tonight, so we're gonna get into it because again, I just think that a lot of conversation is happening about dads that are not there. So we're gonna let the dads who are there speak their heart and just let the people know like what it really means to be a dad. So Ken, um, you guys speak to that. What does it mean to you to be a dad? It ain't no right or wrong answers now, because this is the safe space. So y'all are safe here. So go ahead. Um, I thought of I thought of this. I believe dad being a dad and being a father are two different things. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, Correct. I I've 
was fortunate to have a dad and a father. Um, and I say fortunate because God blessed me in my life. Um, God knows what you need at any given time. Absolutely. Um, I just reconnected with my dad. I always knew him all, knew him all my life, but he wasn't, he wasn't that active. Um, and he was in and out, but my father, which is my stepdad, um, he's, he's been in my life since I, um, I was three and I'm 31 now. And he has, he has not failed to be a father. Wow. So that, that's, that's sleepless nights that's praying that's getting me out of trouble. I, I wasn't a troubled team, but certain things as a, as a young man, you get into, you need your father there to kind of help you guide and guide you along your, 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 your path. Um, my work ethics, my spiritual life, the way I treat my wife and my family, all that comes from him. Um, now, my, my dad taught me love. He never, he always called me, hey, son, I love you. But my father taught me love. He, told, he taught me how to love God. And he also told me how to balance out life. And, and to me, that's what being, a, that's the difference between a, a dad and a father. A dad, they can, they can go about their business and, and, and somewhat forget you. A father, they'll never forget. A father always going to be there, whether it's financially, whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically. They're going to do all three, and they, mm -hmm. they're not going to miss a beat. Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who want to go next? Tell me what being a father, and I'm going to rephrase that, a father, because I like what he said, means to yeah. you. <laughs> I'll go next. I'm going to pay back off. Um my boy with the um, father versus um dad piece. Uh, it's kind of similar between, you know, being blood and being family to me. You know what I'm saying? So at times we can look at people and just because we're blood, we get them entitlements to certain things, but we have to understand that being family is a different type of loyalty, you know? And yes. I, look at that, I look at that as the same way as dad and being family, the same type of way. For, for me, I can't speak for nobody else. A dad is almost like you're obligated in the position, you know? But yeah. a, a father... You choose to be that. It's a choice. I like so, that. Um, uh, being a father, you make choices to, to sacrifice. You make choices to um, uh, to do things you don't really want to do, as I'm sure all of us have done as fathers. Uh, you go to work, and I'm sure you don't want to go to work every day, but you know you have to go to work. Make sure that you you provide for your family, provide for your kids. And even in times of prayer, you be tired after work. You don't really want to pray, but you know that's something that the kids need. So mm -hmm. as a father, you're gonna give them what they need versus what they want at almost at any time. Cause we see, That's we see, we see what we see way far ahead and what they're trying to do. As like the old, the old cats used to say, "I done been there, done that." You know, I kind of, I see that, I kind of see that now that I'm older now. And my son, you know, not my son is not a trouble. My my son is not a trouble kid or nothing, anything like that. But uh, we're we're models by default. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're, we're, by, de by default, we're models, whether we want to be one or not. Right. Uh, so being a father, you is you got to carry yourself to a place that you really want your kids to go. No matter how, no matter what you want to do, you got to do what you need to do because they're following you at any time. It's more caught than taught. Being a father, so yeah. I really, I really, I really just model that for my kids, just being the example at every, at all times. That's good. That's good. That that's real good. Yeah. Okay. So with me, you know, I, I look at it like this, how, how important a father is. You know, our ultimate father is Jesus Christ. And if you look at the way that he had in his life, he is our father. 
he came to sacrifice himself for his kids so that we may have a better life. That's the same thing we do as fathers of our house. We sacrifice our time away from our family. We sacrifice our money. We do everything to sacrifice our time and money and effort to make sure that our families are, are good. So a father is one that's going to sacrifice his time, his money, and make sure that his family is taken care of. Now, a dad, as, as my friend was saying, a dad, a dad can, like you say, can be in and out of sacrifice. He can give, he can give money, but no time, or he can give time with no money. But fathers don't have that. Fathers don't have that. Choice. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you. A father is is a important person of the house. That's good. That's good. That's good, man. Well, for me, I uh, being a father is like being a light bulb that's always on, um, constantly pushing back the darkness, constantly shining. You know, watch where you're going, illuminating, trying to be an example, no matter what you do, no matter what you say. You can't clock out of it. You can't turn it off. You know, uh, I heard mentioned it's caught, not taught. You know, everything you say and everything you do is constantly being judged and compared and, you know, quantified. You know, every statistic talking about homeless fathers, talk, talking about, you know, not present fathers, talking about like, you know, single moms versus if the dad was in. The, so, like, everything is judged up against us and everything that we do is you know put on this scale and it it can be exhausting sometimes and it's enjoyable it's rewarding it's fulfilling um you know even when it goes wrong but the fact that we're on and the expectation for us to be on and in that position is is evident through every conversation had about fathers Everyone knows mothers are, are great examples. Everyone knows, you know, what Mother's Day is all about. Some of them no- are great examples. It's a lot of trash mamas, but we're not going to talk about them right now. <laughs> right. Oh, be, right. Be positive, right. Shady. Right. Be positive, Shady. But, but That's there's, it. Right. But there's a reason why uh, mothers say, well, happy Father's Day to me because I had to do both roles. But ain't no father saying happy Mother's Day to me because I had to do both roles. It's because we know what being a father is. And there's, mm-hmm. there's something different, not better, not worse, not more or less important, but there's something distinctually different about the role of the father. Yes. 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 I yes. agree. I agree. Yes, and that, man, first of all, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay on task because <laughs> all y'all said something that could make this conversation go left, but in a good way. Um, because <coughs> I heard all of you guys speak about a father and what that looks like and the picture that I have in my mind um, is just a man who does what he has to do even though he does not feel like it a Mm -hmm. father is a man of sacrifices Mm -hmm. um, is a man who is up against a lot of unrealistic expectations so that Mm -hmm. says to me a father is someone who seems as though they're constantly fighting and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong constantly fighting against the unfair opinions that may be coming from home or that may be coming from society, maybe coming even from, and I'm not saying this is any of y'all, but I'm, I just feel let's say this, even sometimes from yourself 
another story. Man. That's another story. That's a, that, 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 listen. Nah, I was going to say, everybody took a deep breath. I heard y'all deep sigh. I heard it. Y'all didn't deep sigh out loud, but I heard the shoulders go down. So Mm, if for a moment, if we can, we can speak on that because this is the safe space. Like I said, y'all are free to speak. And one thing about this, y'all are giving a voice to a lot of men and y'all giving ears to opening up ears to a lot of women. So please share. I'm I'm, I'm going through that right now um, for us. And I I call it as uh, pressure. Um, I'm, I have to readjust my life constantly because of my twins and because, because of my oldest. Um, so I, I literally just left a whole career behind to make an adjustment. Wow. So I can be there for my baby. And, um, I'm, I'm kind of hurting right now because, um, some things transpired. I, I can't really get into it, you know, but it shined a light to where it, it made me seem like somebody that I wasn't. And I knew what my dad was and what he done and, and the, the times he wasn't there and and the times he was there that still didn't, you know, but I knew what my father done. And I'm not this I'm not this father that is put me on child support and I'ma walk away from my kid. No. You want child support? Fine. Mm-hmm. Be fair with it, man. Be fair with it. If you feel like you need child support, the kid need the, the child needs support regardless. Don't mind. I, that's you don't have to put pressure that way. But I'm not gonna give up on my kid because the other party feels, you know, like I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, adjusting my life to where I can be a, a equal, have equal time and, and, and be just as much as active as I am with my, with my, I'm, I'm currently married. I just got, I just got married in February to my twins mother and my five-year-old. I missed some time and that was because of work, but I was in the house and COVID had just hit, you know, and, and she's five. So between ages two and three, you know, that's a crucial time. Um, so yeah. I had to adjust my life now and I'm home more. I got her for the summer. I get her every week, you know, but it's still sometimes that I miss. So the pressure is feeling like, man, I, I'm not doing enough. Sometimes I get encouraged. My mom, she, hey, listen, I, my sisters, my wife, I don't know, a, you know, uh, I wish I had a, a father like, like you. I wish, you know, and I'm like, listen, I know what not to do and I know what to do, but I also... I've been my I've been my five my five year old. I've been her. You know, I I I seen my dad come into town and 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 do work and and leave, you know, and not call me. I, I see my dad make a lot of money and and my mom still struggle. I've seen my dad make my mom cry. And I also see my dad in tears because he said, Hey man, I miss y'all, I love y'all, but daddy's over here. I don't want to be that dad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that father, even though it's a lot of pressure right now and, you know, running my business and trying to chase these kids around the house and trying to figure out their own identity, even though they're still mine, even though they still have my last name, um, they, they have their own identity. And I, and I pray that I ask God, I said, give them their own identity. I don't want them to have to deal with none of the generational curse that I that I went through. 
So me adjusting my life is setting a new pathway for my kids. Me adjusting my life is setting a new successful uh, trailblazer, a new trail for them. And however I got to do it, um, that's what I'm going to do. And I forget child support. You want child support? Fine. There's no judge alive that can hit that gravel and say, hey, you can, you're going to have to do this and I'm going to get scared about it. No, listen, that just means I'm going to just... I'm gonna just grow from it. And I'm a, I'm a better. I'm gonna find a different avenue to to be that support system for my kid, and for my children, and not and never leave. So, you know, my my daughter tells me all the time, Dad, Dad, you're my best dad. You, I say, I'm your only father. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never, yeah. <laughs> you'll yeah. never get another one, baby. I don't care. Who, <laughs> I don't care if President Obama come in your life. You will never get another Eli, sweetheart. You come from me. <laughs> you know, um, and 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 that that that. It, it struck a nerve, but it struck a good nerve because that's the pressure. I'm, I'm a new dad, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I've been in it for a while because I've seen what my father and I've seen what my mother also went through. And I'm like, you know what? When I have a wife and when I when I become a head of a household, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm not going to do. And I mm -hmm. can't forget Jesus Christ. I can't forget. Mm -hmm. You better talk about him. Listen, mm -hmm. I can't forget that because my kids are also my motivation. So right now that I'm going through, sometimes the last couple of weeks I forgot to pray, but not really. I didn't have my time, so I was like, I've been bottled down and whatever. And I was, and and, and at this, sometimes I feel like I said, man, I, I just I just can't. I look over to my left, and my daughter's on her tablet, and she's watching Bible stories. I did not mm -hmm. tell her to do this, and she comes up to me. This is my five year old. Daddy, Jesus loved me, and Jesus loved you. And wow. just by me living a certain kind of lifestyle, and and their mothers, you know, because I, if I deal with you, you got to be in the church, and you got to love God. But I ain't trying to cut you off, Eli. Well, we 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 talk about you right now. I understand they I understand got good mamas. It. I understand it. I understand. I'm sure it. they got great mamas. I understand. And I, don't it. take this. You know, you you yeah. know, I'm, I'm straight. I'm a straight. I'm a straight shooter. But I know. But like what you were just saying is good because. A mother instills certain qualities in children, but there is something powerful and long lasting that a father instills in children that you are touching on. And I love that. So you can continue. And thank okay. you for your 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 skill right now. <laughs> but, um when I, I think it was um I think it was uh Jarvis uh that said something about kids. Uh, following you and knowing you every, you know, watching your moves and everything like that. Um, I've been, I've been trying to keep my my kids in the presence of God as much as possible, and uh, just to see my daughter, just without me telling her, um, on Sundays, I if I can't go to church, I say no tablets or we watching Bible stories or we we're gonna learn this here. Just to see her do that on her own and come and encourage me, that gives me motivation to to not give up. I that love right, that. That right there alone, that that just that just took the cake for me, and and that gives me an extra push. We love. Neri says she loved that too, y'all. I got a co-host today, uh, <laughs> little Naraya. <laughs> she says she loved that too. I love that, Eli. Thank you, first of all, just for you sharing and and your courage to share. I I appreciate that so much. Don't you appreciate that too, Mama? Yes, we appreciate that so much. Um. Okay, what about you, Leonard or Josh? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm talking about Josh. I'm can, sorry. My uncle Josh is. <laughs> can I say something to uh, Eli real fast? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I, so I, like I said, I ain't super spooky with this. I just want to let you know that time is important. 
right? Yes. yes. Money you can't get back. I'm so you know. I just, I just, just hear me out. You probably noticed. I don't know why. This is that. This is something that got on my spirit. All right. So time we can't get back. We all, as men, we know that, right? Mm-hmm. Money is forever. I know we want to provide, but you got to think about this. The devil is a time thief. He will do anything in his means to take us, take time away from us. Whether we have to work more to provide, or we have to do something extra to, to get us away from the kids. But we got to really stay focused on spending time. As much as we want to, I know, provide, but guess what? That's when we got to lean on God a little more for, provi- for, for the providing part of it, the, for the financial part of it. Right. Because the devil will take you away from your kids for something you think is good. Every good thing is not a God thing. Come on, him. Of course. Listen, yeah. So, so hear me out, bro. Making more money doesn't define anything. I don't. I know that might sound crazy to so, the, the the fleshy people or the normal person, but just hear me out. That is the trick of the enemy to try to throw you off, bro. And I'm sure you spend the time like you want to, but don't let them throw you off and feel like you're not spending enough time, because then you're gonna try to do stuff out of your own power. You right. see what I'm saying? And you're gonna try to make up stuff. Thinking that you're making up time, but you ain't, you can't make up time. You can't make up time. You got to think about it. On Earth, we have a time. We have time on Earth, right? We go yeah. by a digital clock. But in 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 heaven, it's no time. We don't. Yeah. It's a different thing. It's no time in heaven. So mm-hmm. the time limit that we talking about is only Earth basis. So when you praying and stuff like that, man, pray that God show you a spiritual time and not the earthly time, so you can spend more time with your kids. It's stuff that He'll show you that you can see before time. So you can be on time with the things you need with your kids. I don't. I hate when, as men, we get beat down in a place where we feel like we got to work two or three jobs to provide. You know, right? Or four or five jobs to provide, and then that kind of take us away from the kids. Nobody not thinking about that. That time spent is more important than money. But money is money is important too. I'm not saying it's not important, but we can't get caught up in the the, the, the part of saying that hey, my kid doesn't have enough. Yes, he does. Right. That's when God steps in. That's when you lean on him even more. That's that's the whole point of him being there. Yes, not sir. saying you're not gonna have to do some things. Like I said, I ain't, I don't think I'm better than nobody. This just this just hitting spirit, you know. I just that just came across because sometimes I know we can get beat down with the not having enough money. As a man, who who doesn't want to have enough money? It, you know what I'm saying you make it, it does make you feel a certain way. This yes, this this is me from experience. This is me from experience. Over time, you know, because I've been on, I've been on child support. I'm on child support now. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I was, I was in a place where I was like, man, that's too much. I got six, seven businesses now, and not a little bit of child support money ain't nothing anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? Now I feel like I should be giving more. Be, to be honest with you, child support is just another way to keep the man working to get away from the kids. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to ask God to give you more so you can be more of the kids. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Sir. Very good, very good. Yeah, uh, man. Go ahead, go ahead. But y'all, so but well, for for me, you know what I'm saying, uh, I don't I don't really try to bash women. That's not a like a thing I do, really. But sometimes the things we say, it get it gets it get rubbed off as bashing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like in a home, in in a literally in a home, if you don't have a man in the home. If you look at statistics today, right now, most women who don't have men in their life use go they go off and, and try to find any man. They don't have a standard. As mm-hmm. men, we are we are the standard that's set in the home. Not just for the not just for the woman, but for the, the, the young man too. Mm-hmm. 
So most of the time when we when women are we dating women, and it's easy to talk to them is because they never had a standard set as a man. But mm. if a woman has a standard set as a man, she has something to go off of. When she doesn't have a standard, she falls for anything. If, if you got little girls, I'm telling y'all now, you better start setting up now. Taking on dates, open a door for so setting a standard. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I know it's I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, nowadays these men, look, if she hear me, I love you all the time, what what is gonna a man telling her love you is gonna be nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? If she yeah. if she's hearing I love you all the time and she's getting treated like a queen, it's gonna be hard for somebody to fit those shoes. And when she does get somebody, you know that she found somebody that was up to your level or higher. Yes, sir. So, so, so you'll have a you'll have a comfort. You'll have a comfort of let, allowing her to build that man. Nine times out of ten, most men that don't want to give their cap, their kids away to a man is because they they know that man is not lining up with them. And that's something I had to start doing as a man. Start actually taking my daughters on dates. I don't care if it's a tea party, bro. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care what it is. Because uh-huh. I want I want to line it up and show her that these things are you can have these things in a good man. You don't have right. to choose between the two. Mm-hmm. And That's I good. Pray. You know what I'm saying? And I pray and I pray for and I show her I pray for. I pray with her because I want her to understand that that comes with the man. Mm-hmm. That's part that, of the, that's part of the fault. That's part of it. If he not, do, not and I, I hate the bad people saying that because they're not doing that. That. They're not good people, but nah, man, don't don't lower your standards. But as a dad, you feel that way. So you, as you, a dad, you feel like that's that's what you are gonna instill in her, which I don't see no problem for you. It, it's part of it. If he's not listen, man, I know it sounds crazy. You can have a. It's a lot of good men that don't know God. You feel me? It is. Mm-hmm. That's I'm not saying that, but it's it's a difference between good man and great man. Yes, the praying man is a great man. You know, the praying yeah. man when times are getting hard, he don't have to go sell drugs and all that. He has a a a, a back. In the front of God pro- providing for him, man. <laughs> keep keep that, on, man. Go ahead, bro. That's good. I wanna. I got a question. What's up? Um, because that's good. What you're saying is good, but I wanna because I think I my you have a Leonard. You got a girl. You have a daughter. You, man, do you got, also have a son. Man, I got listen. I got three daughters, two oh, sons. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Listen, I have an eight-year-old daughter. Oh, jeez. Oh you see what I'm saying? So that's so sweet. Yeah, she's coming into that age group where she wants to be pretty. You see what I'm saying? That's she, true. She, she, and she sees pretty, so she thinks that she has to put on all this makeup and stuff to be pretty. You know? Oh, your, your eight-year-old doing that too. So why well, this? So I, so hear me out. So I stopped her from doing it. And I know you're like, how you just just did that? How? Because I started telling. I said, you know, you're beautiful without the makeup. I started putting sticky notes all on the mirror, saying every morning I make up, just speak it. I'm I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Every I, everywhere I go, I tell her she's beautiful. Now it's just a normal thing, and she don't want to she don't want to put those things on. Like I told her, you don't need an enhancement to make you look beautiful. That's true. That's good. Let me ask you this though, and you can answer this, and then um I know Chris got a son as well. He can answer this too. Um and I know my uncle Jarvis got a son too. Uh, Eli, you got a son too, but he you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, still, he's still a little young. <laughs> yeah. But let me ask you this. I know you're speaking about pouring into your daughter. Um yeah. making sure that you know you're pouring into her as a dad, which I know is extremely important. 
yeah, but yeah, how yeah. do you pour into your son? Because so, sometimes I see that it's um a double standard, kind of. Like you nah. give so much, so much, so much of your love, 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 love to your daughter. But sometimes the um, sons kind of fall, like they get a different kind of love. Like it's a tough love, but it's not like a, I, I'm a hug mm-hmm. type of love or I'm going to build you up kind of. I'm not saying this is you, but this is just something that I have observed. So I want you to speak to that. And then Chris and uh, Uncle Jarvis, I want y'all to speak to that as well. Because like I said, I know y'all have sons that are like older as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's easy though. I just actually I just transitioned about two years ago to kind of change how I parent him. To be honest with you, really? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was as man, I think we get caught up in the you know the barbershop talk. You know how a man should be raised, right? My son actually he actually prays by himself. He actually takes his sisters and brothers and prays by himself. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Thank God for that. You know what I'm saying? I know some parents some parents are dealing especially with young men. My son is 13, so hormones everywhere. You know what I'm saying? They everywhere. They're wild for the night. I installed him at an early age and I talked to him about it almost every other day, especially at a school, about you know, peer pressure. Guys who just want to hunt all the time, hang around guys. I feel like as parents, as men, we should be able to talk, we should be the first people talking about sex with our young men. It shouldn't come from nobody else. Ever. <laughs> Cause you know what I'm saying, and I always tell him. I said, marriage is for sex. Mm-hmm. Sex is for marriage. You see that? Marriage is for sex, and sex is for marriage. they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And even yep. though, even though I messed up, I still show him why I messed up and tell him why not to do it. Cause sometimes as parents, we'll tell a kid we did something, they think they should do it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They think they should do it too. But with him, most so you know, I sit down with him, and we have our men. We got I got an open door policy with him open door policy. I think sometimes we can scare kids to the point where they don't want to tell us nothing. They don't want to speak, but he's, he's respectful with it. It's not like a place where he just say, hey, yeah, I'm hunting this girl tonight. Somebody's like, nah, hey, dad, I'm having these thoughts, you know? What should I do? I'm like, hey, man, you know, a man, you're going to have those thoughts, but the thing is, should you do it? It's the question. Do you love God more than you love those thoughts? You know what I'm saying? My son has real, like, I'm sure, I'm, I don't know if you guys know, but these kids, even with TV, television, I started from listening to certain songs. I started from, I can't say stop. I encouraged him to stop listening to certain songs. And I encouraged him. I told him why these these songs are bad for him. Mm-hmm. And I explained to him, like some of his kids, some of his, his, his peers, they go to clubs, right? Like I don't know how they get in, but they do. And I explained to him, I said, man, listen to me. The church and the club is set up the same way on purpose. Everything God made good the devil can pervert it correct i'm sure we can we can agree with that so just like in the club in the church you have the bouncers right at the door of the club i'm sure all of us probably been to a club and that's those people who take the money right mm-hmm. and it's a crowd mm-hmm. full of people just like in the club just like in the church right mm-hmm. and where the dj stand up what he, t- he take lift your hands up you lift your hands up mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so i told myself yep. bro the, the concept of going to those places it's because your spirit is used to something that you, you, it's already been done. Mm-hmm. So you, it's a coming to you, but it's not right. You know what I'm saying? And right. usually I sit down with we have, we actually have, we we have dates too. To be honest with you, me and we have dates. That's you know, nice. We, I like that. We have dates. Um, and I don't just do football because that's what we use. That's something we do. As something, that's really is how we connect football. I just find something coming. I actually, I found something that's coming for us and I, I work it in like that. 
I don't care if it's something that he like. I'm finna start liking it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I I can groom and be able to talk to him. Cause sometimes kids, you're not gonna be able to talk to them if it's something they're not in coming. I hate to say that. Whether it be food, whatever. My son likes to eat too. So you know, we go out to eat and we talk about food, and we end up getting talking about church, and we end up talking about you know marriage. We end up talking about girls, and not in a in a in a in a downgrading way. Just more so, who you want to marry? Ask some questions. What do you think is a, a marriage particular girl? What do you think is beautiful? You know what I'm saying? What do you think God wants for your life? What is your what is your purpose? What you think God? What is your purpose for life right now as a man? One day you're gonna grow up and be a husband. One day you're gonna grow up and be a man. If you choose to be a husband, you're gonna be a husband. You don't have to be a husband. You can be single for the rest of your life and serve the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I tell him, I said, man, you don't want to get a kid, do things that get you something that you're not ready for, for one. Yes. Yep. And I kind of, you know what I'm saying? Really, like I said, I, I, I take my on dates too. Now, I wouldn't call it a date, but that's what I call it. You know what I'm saying? We have our bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you know how, bro, you gotta eat wings and stuff. <clears throat> Come on, she laughing. <laughs> no, because you funny. You was like, I wouldn't call it a day. I'm saying, but we, we have our bro. We have our bro time. We have our bro time. Oh, okay, it's bro yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the word date is a little too much. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying we have our bro time, and like I said, it ain't like it's a time where we just just talk about, And it's it's a free space for him, so I can catch up with what he. I can catch up with him doing what he been doing in school. I can catch up with his his life. Cause sometimes I think as dads we get so busy with kids playing sports that we forget these these kids do with daily situations. That's so true. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So that's your way of um. I love that because I mean, I think sometimes too it's a misconception that dad is only a provider. He's that's only it. a protector. But <laughs> you are explaining that I'm involved in every area of his life. Now, we talking about mm-hmm. the Lord. We talking about girls. You even got him <laughs> thinking about his future. Like, what do you think his marriage... Because that starts at a young age. It starts Start. on how, what he's taking in right now. That I love that. That's important, too. Um, and I... Uh, dang, I had a question. But, two, I want to give um, Chris... Because Chris... Now, Chris, I love you. I know because sometimes there are cultural differences but I know that universal topics bring cultural differences together so can you identify with what's being said um, uh, yeah, and speak what you do with Mason. Mason is a little cutie pie, by the way. I know I've seen all of y'all kids, and one thing about it, y'all keep having them for me. Well, thank you. I'm done. I'm done. But God bless y'all. Yeah, um, so I want to speak real quick to um, you know, uh, a couple things I've been, I've been listening, kind of taking all this in, seeing the perspective here. Um, uh, I saw something the other day that said child support isn't for an app is for an absent father. It's not for a broken relationship. Come on here. A lot of times we try and supplement that, but I'll go even further because you guys have empowered me to feel safe on this couch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's take it back to the Genesis and the curse. And Mm -hmm. as they're leaving the garden, he puts a, 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 a wall between the man and the woman. And only together is the picture complete because apart from each other, you know, the man's curse is that he's going to have to work in the field. He's going to have to provide all these things that we're talking and take pride in. And he's got, that is what was created and set from the beginning for us to have to do. And so when you have fathers and you have mothers working in tandem with each other, but that's also why when we go to court, the woman wants the money because of the absence of the provision, but the man wants the time with the child because mm-hmm. it's what's missing from the equation. 
Um, and then I also want to speak a little bit about the example. You know, I, I think a lot of times it gets lost on when the flags aren't so red. <laughs> uh, growing, you know, I'm I'm a fourth generation uh, music pastor's son. You know, my dad has had one career his entire life, and my mom has never had to work. Um, I didn't learn a lot from him, but I got a lot from him. Um, you know, but that time that we were speaking about is is so important. It's the reason why. You can have an absent father who writes a check every month, and when the kid turns 18, he still resents you for his money because he didn't want your money. He wanted you. He wanted your time. He's missing that part of the equation. He's missing the cure to that curse of the incomplete picture in his life. And so now he's set forth with an example that he's incomplete as 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 a role model. And so a lot of times it's, it's difficult, you know— I, I, I didn't really lack anything in my life, but that has bit me in the butt with me being a father because really, I feel like less of a father because my father never had to sell plasma to keep his son's cell phone on. Okay, come on, let's be honest. My mm. son's, you know, my, my father never had to sleep on a couch somewhere so his son had a place to stay. Like some of the things that I've had to endure and go through and travel through in life have been difficult for me to feel like a good father because the example I had before me had everything taken care of. Wow. He, he had it on auto pay. He had it done. I never had to mow the yard. I never had to do any of these things. And while that was great growing up with a silver spoon in my head, I have really struggled being a father because I'm not able to give my son that life. But you know what? My son loves his time more than his money. And the biggest thing that has helped me has been the fact that I fought for time with my son. I, you know, I gave up an 11 year career with the state. I, you know, gave up on my career on college and bettering myself to go and get three jobs so I could afford a lawyer so I could fight for time with my son. And I haven't regretted it since. And looking back, you know, it is an incomplete picture, but I'm doing the best I can. There's a lot of things that I, you know, I, I don't know what it's like growing up without a father, but I know what it's like feeling like less of a father, no matter how hard I try. Wow. Chris, you said something <laughs> that really blew me because you had your dad in your life, but you feel like you're not doing enough because you don't feel like you're amounting to what your dad or life circumstances are just different for you. You walked a different path. Help right. me understand. So two things, uh, being present and being familiar. And I'll, I'll talk about each one real quickly. Um, <clears throat> everything that we've talked about has talked about support financial time like stepping up all that kind of stuff and it's not in regards to the children's perspective it's in regards to a woman's perspective or you're measuring up perspective all these different things but i think an important part about being a father is also understanding the perspective of the child yeah and, and allowing yourself to put down all the mess that the world has and to look through a child's eyes and those two things about being present and being familiar are very, very important. I know Jarvis just spoke some, some wisdom too, and I'll speak on that about, about being present and, and the time spent. You know, 
who knows who the Nobel Peace Prize winner was in, in 2022? Does anybody? Does any does anybody know who the Blackwell Award was for medical advancement? Mm-mm. Does anybody does anybody know who the Pulitzer Prize for the author is? No, no. But these people have more fame and influence around the globe than anyone in this conversation will ever have. But we don't know their names. Mm-hmm. But I can ask you who taught you how to drive. I can ask you who you could call right now to come and pick you up if you needed them, and you would mm-hmm. give me names because they're present in your life mm-hmm. and that's something that you can't quantify it's something that you can't get out of child support it's something that you can't get from you know all these different things that that we seek to validate and so that's kind of helped encourage me to allow myself to be a better dad that being present in and of itself is a gift to my son the fact that i am in here and that i am trying comparison is a thief of joy you know and so like the only person that matters that i measure up to is him yeah. and the come rewind the only person that matters whether i measure up or not is to him and then the second part about being familiar uh, I, you know Shannon, I'm going to go back to to something that you're familiar with, and I'll explain it. You know, uh, part of my job 11 years with the state was a a field training supervisor at the prison. And we had uh, something called an incident command system. And when something would happen on the compound, there was a radio etiquette that would keep people from yelling and screaming and back and forth. And it was clear communication, and it was so people could identify each other and everything else. And part of my job as FTO was to debrief our captain. Uh, Jerry Battles, <clears throat> never forget this. We sat up in the front hallway and we had a big old situation. And at the end of it, they went around the circle, everyone debriefed. And he got on the radio in the middle of it and said, Hey, y'all stop doing this. Y'all do this. Y'all do that. And he violated the procedure because you're supposed to identify yourself and then wait for a response so that people are familiar with who's talking. And I just threw in a little jab at the end of all of it. It turned out okay. And he said, you know, Sergeant Williams, you got anything? I said, yeah, Captain, you forgot to identify yourself over the radio. And he smiled and he looked at me and he said, did I have to? (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that this was a man that was like active and present in our lives. Like he would come to the graduations. He would come to the hospital when we had kids to hold the babies. Like we knew him. We were familiar with him from spending time with him. And so I think a very, very, very overlooked but important part about being a father is having your child be familiar with your voice, that they can hear it when you're not there, that they can hear it long after you're gone, that they can hear it in the difficult situations guiding you and, and, and helping you through these things. And I think that when you become familiar with somebody, when you become present with somebody, there is nothing in this world that can separate you from them and you take them with you. And so not being really that familiar with my father, I looked at it as an upgrade. It wasn't financially an upgrade. It wasn't materialistically an upgrade, but I was bound and determined to give my son a better life in some way. And that's what I focused on. Yeah. Can, can, wow. I, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Okay. Listen, when, when my son was three, I think he was three when I started doing this with him. 
I taught I taught him the three rules to life. I, I made him repeat it at least three to four times a week until he had down packed. And I asked I was asking tell me the three rules to life. And I told him the life first rule, love God. And I didn't tell him just to love God. I told him I said, because if he died for you, you can love him. Mm. He died for you can live. The second rule, I told him, get your education. People can take cars, money, and, and your girl, but they can't take your knowledge. If you got knowledge, you can get all that back. And the third, third one was be your own man. Don't let no woman influence you. Mm. My son lived by that code. And I'm telling you guys, if, if you teach your kids this, because one day, and I'm telling you what I know, one day, one of these codes are going to come up. One of these are going to come up in their life. Sometimes two. And it's all going to, all, all of them work coincide with one another because my son has faced it. He called me one day. He said, Dad, I just want to thank you for teaching me the three rules to life. And I said, okay, thank you. Welcome. He said, I just had a situation where I had to, and that's the first thing came to my mind. And, and I made the right decision. He never told me what it was. He just told me that he made the right decision. <laughs> I love it. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so, and I, hey, listen, I didn't, I didn't ask him because I said, if he wanted me to know, he'll tell me. He like that. But he, but he, but like he told me, he said, you know, that a situation came up and I chose right. And, and, and that, that did my heart good because I know that. He's making the right decision without me looking. See, that's your character. Character ain't wow. when everybody looking. Character is when everybody ain't looking. Right. You know, so when I'm not around him, and he's making the right decision. You know, I give all praises to God because, you know, he could have easily went, he could have easily been smoking, drinking, hanging out. He could have been doing all that. But he chose the right path. So those are the three rules like that I told I taught him. If you teach your kids that man, watch, watch how it comes back to them one day. And they're gonna tell you, Dad, thank you. Because I had the faith. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. Three rules of life. Okay. I love God, my education, being being your own man or woman, and don't let nobody influence you. That's gonna be the one that they as young kids growing up, that's the one they're gonna use a lot. Yes, sir. I love that. Oh man, and I love JJ. Shout out to JJ first of all. Yeah, one of the best kids I know, and that man ain't a kid. Let me not disrespect my boy. He is a man. <laughs> I love that. First of all, I just want to say thank you guys because y'all. I mean, I had a, a vision in my mind of how this was gonna go, right? Because the virtual couch is what it is, right? But y'all really yeah. over. Did it? Y'all yeah. exceeded my expectations. <laughs> and I cannot wait, like, because I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. I thank you guys for sharing your heart. I thank y'all for being vulnerable out here on the safe space because it's not easy for men to do. Like, y'all shared a piece of y'all heart with us. And I really value that. And I appreciate that.
And that concludes this episode um, of the Safe Space with Shannon. Um, I would like to thank again all the dads for coming by and speaking on the heart of a father. Y'all join us back next week for more of the best dads around. And we're going to be diving deeper into the heart of a father. I'm so excited for this series. All the guys are amazing. Um, And thank you guys for listening. Make sure you share this with someone who you think may benefit from it. Make sure um, y'all are sharing, sharing, and sharing. We appreciate you so much. And join us again next week on the virtual couch. We will have some more dads.